Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. This is Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. And now, your host, Matthew Kanata, joined by co-hosts, Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Finsider Radio. This is Matt Kanata, joined by Josh Houts and Aaron Sutton. And the Miami Dolphins coming off a loss to the Detroit Lions, 32-21. Dolphins now 4-3 and three on the season, making carry-on Johnson. As Houts said it best on Twitter, look like Barry Sanders. Carry-on Johnson, 19 carries, 158 yards. LeGarrett Blunt, 10 carries for 50 yards. It seemed the Dolphins had a weird plan on defense I mean, not so weird on the surface, but this seems they sold out to stop the weapons in terms of the receivers with Kenny Galladay, two receptions, 37 yards, Golden Tate, four receptions, 36 yards, and Marvin Jones, three receptions, 29 yards. They took care of them absolutely fine, but the run defense seemed like they paid no attention to it and was daring Carrion Johnston to beat them on the ground. If anyone's ever watched Carrion Johnson the past few weeks, you knew that he was a weapon and someone very dangerous to to try to tackle, to try to stop anything of that nature. Carry on Johnson. It was the man. There are people calling for him all season long on the Detroit beat in the Detroit forums for carry on to get more touches. And with the absence of Theo Riddick today and LeGarrette Blunt just obviously up there as a veteran player and up there in age, carry on Johnson finally saw a full. He proved himself, and he proved that the other people calling for him were absolutely correct. Throughout the rest of the game, I mean, the defense is the big story. I thought Brock Osweiler played fine. I don't think he made any huge mistakes. 22 of 31, 239 yards, two touchdowns. I think it was about a 116 passer rating. Dolphins, they're decimated at receiver. Devontae Parker, a healthy scratch. They seem to be moving on from him. Looks like he's going to get traded this week at some point. Danny Amendola, six receptions, 84 yards. Mike Gazicki, three receptions, 44 yards. The loss of Albert Wilson was huge. I think if Albert Wilson was in there the entire game, this would be a different story. I think we might be talking about a Dolphins victory or a very, very close Dolphins loss. He was ready to break a few while he was in the game with just a shoestring tackle short of it. Uh, I think that he would have made a huge difference as we went forward in this game. But the Dolphins right now, four and three, as I just mentioned, the Patriots look like they're on their way to a victory. The Jets are going to lose. So the Dolphins will remain in second place in the AFC East. But who are these Miami Dolphins? It seems one week they're one team. The next week they're another. Two weeks they're a completely different one until they get back on track and win a game. And then it's the same vicious cycle over and over and over again. We've said on this show the Dolphins going two and two in this second quarter would be great. They're one and two right now. They have a chance to go two and two on Thursday. The Miami Dolphins turned in a Jekyll and Hyde performance after last week beating the Chicago Bears and then this week against the Detroit Lions. Your overall thoughts on the team and what do you think of them now? 
Yeah, as you say that, Chicago just scored 31-38, so they're, they have a chance against the Patriots. But you're right. I mean, this team, one week they're up, one week they're down. Uh, you have to tip your hat off to Brock Osweiler. went out there and did things that, you know, p- the haters, they, even, even us as fans, I mean, we, don't, we expect Brock Osweiler to eventually revert back to the Brock Osweiler that we saw in Houston, that we saw in Cleveland, that we saw in Denver. But he went out there. He did everything he could ask for from a quarterback uh, but overall, the defense, they just laid an egg. I mean, we talked about Carrion Johnson. We had Plate come on here and talk about Carrion Johnson. He went out there, and like I said on Twitter, he looked like Barry Sanders. I mean, the Dolphins had no way to stop him. When Garrett Blunt had success, I mean, they just ran the ball down the Dolphins' throats. And for a defense that has been so good this early on in 2018, I mean, to see them go out there and do what they did, it's a little bit uh, demoralizing. Xavier Howard, he had a couple crucial penalties, uh, you know, that pass interference call that kept the drive alive. Overall, I mean, the Dolphins' defense did nothing to help the offense. And you mentioned Albert Wilson going down. That was a huge blow. Um, it's a shame they don't have a guy like Devontae Parker uh, to go out there and, you know, fill that role. But it seems like you said he may be traded. Um, it was nice to Kenny Drake get back in there, but even he had a few mistakes. So the offense, uh, they went out there and played well. Brock Osweiler played well. But the defense just went out there and just could not stop the run game. They sold out, like you said, to stop the passing game. Golden Tate really didn't do much. He had one big gain. Kenny Galladay, he, he's a monster. I mean, he's one of those most underrated, you know, second-year wide receivers in the NFL right now. And Marvin Jones, he was pretty much non-existent. So you'd like to see what the Dolphins offense did. But on the same side, the Dolphins defense just went out there and they lost this game. So Matt Burke, you need to look yourself in the mirror. You need to get those guys playing because they're going up against a very good Houston offense. Brock Osweiler is having that, what we might like to call revenge game. But if he plays the way he did today uh, on Thursday, the Dolphins should have no reason not to win that game. It's going to come back down to the defense and the defense definitely needs to step up if they want to have a shot at the playoffs come January. The Texans are a very hot team, and as you mentioned, the Dolphins have a lot of work to do before this Thursday. Texans are 4-0 in the last four games and won against the Jacksonville Jaguars today. They are dealing with some injuries, but not as much as Miami is. Albert Wilson it may be a significant leg injury that he suffered today in the first half. He may be out a month or more. Now, if that is the case, that could open the door for Devontae Parker to come back into this team and not be traded. It would be one heck of a story if, if that is the case and he plays as early as Thursday and he just balls out and becomes the player that everyone thought he was going to be. We'll obviously see how that plays out, but I am not optimistic at this point of Albert Wilson playing on Thursday night, which leads us to our decimated receiver core. Dolphins addressed four receivers in today's game. Wilson, Stills, Amendola, and Grant. Once Wilson went down, they were down to three. Then Stills got hurt at the end, down to two. They had Kenyon Drake playing in the slot, Gaziki out in the slot and out wide. It was just a bad situation all around. And when you look up and down the roster, they don't have anything else. I mean, they have Devontae Parker, who's up and up and down. You have Isaiah Ford on the practice squad. You have others on the practice squad, but they are hurting at receiver position right now. And uh, Amendola and Grant and Stills are not going to get the job done for you. Wilson's a game changer in the sense of his speed and his run after catch and everything else that happens there. But if you're counting on those three guys to go into Thursday night, uh, I think it's going to be a tough game to win with those guys because you're basically very limited in what you're going to do. Let's turn the tables to Brock Oswald. Before we just jump there, I just want to say that Sutton is having some technical difficulties on his end. He is not going to be able to join us for this podcast. He was in during my intro and then had to bow out. So we love you, Sutton. Come back soon. We miss you. We love um, you, certain. We love you. 
so let's talk about Brock Osweiler. You know, I, again, I thought he had a great game. Not a great game. I, think, I thought he had a good game. He missed a few open receivers towards the end there and then finally hit Amendola in the end zone. I don't think what's wrong with this team is Brock Osweiler. I think they played better on offense with him than they did without him when Ryan Tannehill was in the game. But Adam Gaze picked this receiver core, and this receiver core is a little concerning to me. Amendola is going to move the chains. Stills shows up when, when he wants to, and it's not necessarily his fault. Um, he's playing on the outside, and I think he's better off in the slots, and the stats and the numbers have shown that he's better off in the slot. Then you got Jakeem Grant, who plays on the outside, but you know he's, he's here and there, and, and it's just up and down with this receiver core. There's no alpha receiver to get the ball to in desperate situations. Albert Wilson, sure, but now he's out for a month. You know, you get look at the Bengals, they got A.J. Green. You look at the Falcons, they got Julio Jones. You look at the Steelers, they got Antonio Brown. You look at the, all these teams, and they have their go-to receiver in crunch time. The Dolphins don't have any of this. How do you see this receiver core working for the Dolphins? It's worked in spurts here and there throughout the season, but it hasn't worked fully effectively in all of the games thus far. It seems to come and go here and there. What do you think? How can the Dolphins improve throughout the rest of the season? Is it time for Devontae to step up? Or is it time for the Dolphins to just move on from him? I mean, we'd like to see Devontae Parker step up, but if we haven't seen it yet, I don't know if it's going to come. There's a reason he was inactive this today, I believe. I think the Dolphins do have a trade in place. Uh, what that may be for, I mean, anything at this point to move on from Devontae Parker, as sad as it is. I mean, you'd like to have seen him pan out here in Miami, but it's obviously not going to happen. And maybe a change of scenery will do better for him. But overall, I'm not sure if this offense, these wide receivers, I, I think they do have what it takes. A lot of it's going to depend on Albert Wilson because he was looking like one of those guys who every time he touched a football, you know, he could break out that big gain. I mean, last week he was the reason the Dolphins won that game. So you kind of hope that he's coming. I mean, you don't kind of hope. You hope he's coming back. You hope he's going to be healthy so this receiving core can become what they were. Uh, but ultimately, any guys like Mike Jasicki, Jakeem Grant, you know, maybe you bring up an Isaiah Ford. Uh, Kenny Stills, I mean, you need these guys to step up. But at the end of the day, if they play the way they did today, I mean, there's no reason why this team can't win. The defense completely laid an egg. Uh, they're going up against a very good Houston Texans team. They're now 4-3, and three, and, I mean, you don't want to say this is a must-win game, but you need to go out there and you need to take care of business. Uh, on Johnson had a huge day, so Lamar Miller, he should probably feast next week, having a revenge game against the Dolphins. Um, but at the end of the day, I mean, that's that's a good defense over there. Dolphins have a short week. They went out there and they, uh, you know, like I said, they laid an egg against Houston. So they got to go out there and they got to establish the run early. You got to give that ball to Kenyon Drake. I mean, he's a guy who should fill in there. He did a little bit today when Albert Wilson went out. But um, this this receiving core definitely needs some work. The offense in general needs some work. But it's the defense that held this team back. And I think that's ultimately how this team's going to finish the year strong if if the defense doesn't go out there and play better the Dolphins can't make the playoffs in January it's too bad because just when the offense starts clicking the defense starts going in the opposite direction Robert Quinn Cam Wake Charles Harris and Andre Branch have three sacks combined on the year that's not acceptable this was supposed to be their strength of the team you traded a, a pick for Robert Quinn Cam Wake he's gonna be a free agent after this season I think his age is starting to show Charles Harris has been a huge disappointment. Andre Branch, we all knew that contract was pretty bad. When it was signed, I think they're going to move on from him. The Dolphins have a lot of holes right now. And yes, they're four and two, four and three. Uh, yes, they're in second place in the AFC East. Yes, they have a chance to turn the season around. But man, it's hard to not sit here and say, 
they have a lot of holes. And I feel like this is us two weeks ago after the Bengals game. And then they come out and they beat the Bears in overtime and they have a huge showing. And we're like, okay, it's just frustrating being a Dolphins fan. It's, it's just frustrating. I don't think there's any other way to put it. So Dolphins are on a short week against the Texans. They're decimated by injuries. The Texans seem relatively healthy. A few nicks here and there in today's game against the Jaguars, but nothing that, that's crazy. The home, the home team, I believe, is something like 4-2, and 5-2 and two on the season on Thursday Night Football this year, but the away team has won the last two weeks. Dolphins need to get this win, otherwise they're going to go to 4-4 four and four and be 500 on the season heading into the Jets game, and then the schedule gets a little tough, and who knows what's going to happen from there, but the Dolphins need to figure things out, and it says that uh, it says a lot that we say that every season. It's just sometimes you don't have any more words than what we've already said and what you see on the TV. So as we go into Thursday Houts, as we wrap up this week against the Lions, where do the Dolphins go from here? We asked the same question two weeks ago. Yeah, and I'm sure we're going to ask it two weeks from now. I mean, the only way they can go is up, but a game on the road against a very good Houston team, I mean, they've been underperforming this year. Um, not entirely sure what they did today. I believe they went out there and took care of Jacksonville, Hopkins, Lamar Miller, Deshaun Watson. I mean, those are some of the better players at their positions in the NFL. And if the defense plays a way, the way they did today on the road, I mean, we saw what this Dolphins team does on the road. It's not pretty. And with short week against some of the better players, I mean, I, I'm not sure the Dolphins win this week. If they do, I think it says a lot about this season. It says a lot about this team, but – uh, based, I mean, that defense can't have anyone feeling good about it heading into a game against Houston. So uh, I'd like to say all we do is go up from here, but I think the Dolphins are going to be 4-4 by Thursday late at night. We'll see how it all shakes out. We'll be back earlier this week because of the Thursday night game. We'll probably be dropping an episode on Tuesday morning, Tuesday afternoon, Tuesday evening around that time as we prepare for Thursday's game against the Houston Texans. Adam Gase in his press conference after the game said he's not sure about Albert Wilson. That is a huge part of this offense. If he is out for an extended period of time, that is certainly going to hurt. Miami Dolphins again, four and three. Where do they go from here? We don't know. We will see. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, there is no other way to describe this Miami Dolphins team. We'll continue to get some more answers one way or another this coming Thursday on Thursday Night Football when the Dolphins travel to Houston to take on the Texans. For Josh Houts, I am Matt Kanata. Thank you for listening to Finsider Radio. We will talk to you next time. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins. Cause we're the Miami Dolphins, Miami.
Hey, I'm Anil Dash, and I'm the host of a new show called Function from the Vox Media Podcast Network and Glitch. This season, we're talking with experts about why our voting machines are so bad and how that might hurt our elections. We'll also talk with an animator to find out how popular dances from the real world end up in video games. And we're going to tackle the biggest question in tech. Why do so many celebrities use screenshots from that Apple Notes app to make their public apologies when they screw up? You can find new episodes of Function every Monday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And thanks to Microsoft Azure for sponsoring Function. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to Cars.com. It's magical. Support for Pivot comes from Polestar. At Polestar, every inch of every vehicle they design is thoughtfully made. They're made to transform auto performance, accelerating from 0 to 60 in less than 4.2 seconds with fully electric all-wheel drive. They're made to elevate the driving experience with LED headlights and a panoramic glass roof. And they're made to uphold a greater responsibility to the planet using sustainable materials and energy-saving systems. The result is a car that combines the best of today with the technology of tomorrow. Pure performance, pure design, Polestar. Design yours and book a test drive today at polestar.com. 